Well, welcome to another episode of the No Feeding Tubes Show. I'm your host, Yvonne McLaren, and I'm here to help you live your best food life following or during head and neck cancer treatment. Thanks for listening. It's great to have you here. This is a lived experience and one that I think is better shared. And if you like the show, consider supporting it by showing me the love on the show link. Every little bit helps. So grab your favourite beverage or your walking shoes and let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the No Feeding Tubes show. This is episode 12 and I'm your host Yvonne McLaren. I'm so pleased that you've chosen to spend some time hanging with me here today. This episode I'm going to talk about the embarrassment of eating, altered eating out in public. And I want to talk about this because I think it's something that affects each and every one of us that have uh, gone through the process of head and neck cancer treatment. And depending on what's happened to you will probably dictate the level of discomfort that you personally feel when you are trying to eat in public Um or perhaps you haven't even broached that yet. Perhaps it's still too pretty new, pretty raw. You have no idea how to do it and you've got absolutely no confidence in trying to eat in public at this point. Which is why I wanted to talk about getting over yourself and um, what to do if you're feeling embarrassed about eating out. So... I'm hoping you're enjoying this podcast and um, I'd love for you to support the show by buying me a cup of coffee. Uh, It helps me keep going, the coffee that is, and um, every little bit that comes in helps me in creating what I hope are interesting topics for you and are topics that you can relate to. And I actually read this somewhere the other day, this woman who um, has gone through head and neck cancer treatment and she actually made the comment, and if you're out there uh, listening to this, thank you, you made the comment, uh, we need to stop being embarrassed about our altered eating. And it is a disability And the three things that I want to talk about today are confidence, acknowledgement and exploration. And I want you to know this, if you dive into the negative on any of this at any level, it is super difficult to get yourself out of that negative mindset. So confidence... uh, How does that relate to being embarrassed? Well, I think if you've got confidence and you tend to sit in that positive frame of mind as a general rule, I know we can't all be happy and, um, you know, jumping over rainbows and lollipops all the time, but if as a general rule you're a positive person, then I think you can take strength in the fact that not only you're alive but you can regain and build your confidence levels before you go out and try and eat in public. And it also gives you the confidence 
to eat with this disability in in public. I gain that confidence by maintaining my exercise, my mental health, my strength, my agility through uh, yoga and bushwalking and stretching and swimming and other physical activity. That's what helps me gain my confidence. You might gain it through other methods. Um, the other way that I gain confidence is practicing eating at home practicing eating out it's like anything if you practice 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 you will eventually uh, get better at it so confidence that's really important in look it's not going to stop you get being embarrassed but it will certainly lessen the length of time that you're embarrassed if you're out trying to eat. And I think if you're trying to remove, um, you know, detritus or detritus out of your mouth with a finger um, whilst you're out eating or you're trying to peg tube or you're trying to feed yourself down a peg tube while you're out. And, you know, it's akin to breastfeeding. Uh, Now... I have to I have to fess up. I've never breastfed because I've never had children, but I think using a peg tube is probably a bit like um breastfeeding out in public, you know. Uh and I suspect the <laughs> the stigma, I can't believe there still is, but there probably is stigma around that and where do you do it and how comfortable are you doing it and are there places that you can do this comfortably, hygienically? Uh, now, whether this just applies to you as a head and neck cancer patient or whether you have a child that's tube-fed, all of those things apply. I think, too, and this is something that took me a really long time to get my head around, um, was admitting that I actually have a disability. And... I was in denial about that for a very long time. And when I say a long time, a few years, a couple of years. And recognising that I have a disability, accepting that I have a disability, and coming to peace with myself with that disability has been hugely important in how I can um, eat out comfortably and knowing what I can and can't manage uh, also ensures that I can eat out comfortably because I know the criteria. I'm also prepared. I always have with me uh, my, my bag of maintenance things as I call them and that's a mirror and tissues and a handkerchief and a toothpick and a little mirror. Did I say that already? Um, The little maintenance bag that I have with me also ensures that I can do quick fix-up jobs if I need to after having eaten because now (laughs) I don't know what's going to stick to my teeth. Things never used to stick to my teeth but I, I suspect due to the lack of saliva and the ability for my tongue to clean like it did, um, I have to be prepared. Uh, so acknowledging that disability, asking people to help, and by asking people to help, I mean have a um, a comms card, a communication card, have a elevator pitch ready, 
And my elevator pitch goes something like this. Hi, my name's Yvonne. Uh, I've had head and neck cancer treatment. I've had a third of my tongue removed. It means I have difficulty in swallowing this and that. Uh, and I do have trouble with dryness, so I need water. Um, you know, I, I just make sure that I've got that down pat so I can say that to staff within a restaurant slash cafe slash hotel slash out in public scenario so that people know what I'm dealing with and why I'm asking for the quiet table in the back corner, uh, the table away from everybody else where I may inadvertently choke I may sneeze I may have to clean myself up very quickly so being prepared and knowing in advance what's going to happen and telling people about what is going on with you is really helpful around combating that embarrassment of eating out socially or in public the third thing is exploration now when I was thinking about this podcast I thought Exploration was actually going to refer to travel, but I've since decided that the exploration in this context needs to be around cuisine. And we're all a bit guilty of this. We all stick with what we know, and that will be, uh, depending on where you are in the world, but you know, it's going to be purees, it's going to be soups, it's going to be smoothies. And I'd really encourage you to explore different cuisines. Now, I am really blessed that I can eat rice because I know a lot of people can't. And I go to um, tandoor cooked meats and poultry and fish with lots of sauce. I'm slowly ramping up the chilli, the heat in those curries that I'm having. But I must say, I'm probably, if I'm out eating, I wouldn't. Uh, try chilies. I'd do that with the takeaway around a movie at home with friends that I know well but I wouldn't try uh, chilli and, and curry temperatures out when I'm out publicly. Um, but explore things, try new things, try new cuisines. You don't know what's going to be okay for you. Japanese udon noodles for me are absolutely okay for me to eat while I'm out. Um, but other noodles aren't so good. Pasta I actually struggle with a little bit. So knowing what you can manage when you're out is um, just just gives you the confidence to try things. And um, you know what? If you're not successful at it, does it really matter? Um, you know, just accept the fact that you have this disability. Tell people what's going on. And, you know, I, I've never struck anyone who's been um, disrespectful to the disability at all and not wanting to help. I'm going to close off this episode by saying I don't know your situation and you're possibly in a worse situation than me. You may have had your voice box removed. You may have had your entire tongue removed. You may have had your top palate removed. You may have lost all your teeth. Um, whatever's happened to you is likely going to cause you some grief when you're trying to eat publicly. I really am trying to encourage and support people 
not to let this disability stop you from living and experimenting having your best food life. Eating out socially, eating out publicly is a big part of life. It's a joy. It's a joy that I am going to bang on and on and on about because it's important to me. I'm passionate about it. And regardless of where you find yourself on this journey, I would ask you, implore with you to take as many positive steps as you can to ensure that you're eating your best food life. On that note, I'm going to sign off. I want you to eat well and I look forward to you joining me on the next episode. Thanks everybody. Take care.